Blog Talk Radio. You are now tuned into Chaos Radio. Your voice, Derek Oliver. Controversial, and unique spiritual for your listening pleasure. You can now tell me, tell me on the ideas, what you gonna say, what you wanna hear. Good evening, everyone. <clears throat> We're live on Blog Talk Radio, and <clears throat> I'm Derek Oliver for DNK Bible Break. We're live. We just want to say good evening to all those that are listening, whether you're on the phone or you're on the internet. We just want to say good evening to you all that that has decided to join us tonight. Uh, we're going to have a <clears throat> great word tonight. Um, promise you, I try not to be too long. Uh, tonight, but we do have a word. We do have a special guest that's going to be joining me as well. <clears throat> so before we get into all of that, um, let me first and foremost just want to give a shout out to the Lord and Savior, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who's ahead of my life for waking me up this morning and <clears throat> allowing me uh, to serve him. And I just want to say uh, thank thank him. I want to thank everybody for uh, who's who's been supporting us over the last few few years, few months, however long. I just want to say thank you. Um, we're getting ready to do some incredible changes. Uh, this will probably be the last week, um, and then we're going to turn over to a new format. Um, I'm told it's not going to take that long, but we will, we will be on Facebook, we will be on um, Instagram, and we will be on uh, TikTok. Uh, we're going to have a new format, and we're going to have a new sponsor, and everything is just going to be done differently, and it's going to be done decent and in order, but we're trying to reach a broader, a, a bigger audience. And um, with that being said, so the next couple of weeks we will be uh, – taking care of some business on as far as our social media and our sounds because when we have music, we the music still isn't where we need it to be, but uh, we're working on that. And um, like I said, there's going to be some, some exciting changes uh, coming up. So every show that we have that's on Blog Talk through Chaos, um, for instance, DNK Bible Break <clears throat> will be back. Uh, it's going to be different. Uh, sometimes we'll be on live. So you'll see us, and sometimes we won't. We'll just stay on the Internet. Um, as far as my ministry, preaching the gospel, every time I do preach, we will be on Blog Talk. If if it's, if it's, uh, if we're on, if no one else is scheduled, we will be on Blog Talk. Um, but we'll be on social media as well. And we have new programs coming out. <clears throat> and uh, hopefully that the, uh, that you have been listening to, from Sunday to Saturdays, all the programs will be back, and we'll be advertising each program on all our social media sites. Uh, last year, we had over 50,000 listeners through the whole year, and and we're going to try to up that. And with bigger sponsorships, means that we're going to have to do some things a little bit differently. So, um, if you if you want to come and 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 preach the word or teach the word. On, on blog talk on on chaos <clears throat> uh, there are some spots that are available but there are 
moving quickly. So um, that's that's what that's what um, some of these changes we're going to do, and uh, we'll be talking about that. Like I said, once we get back into the um, flow of things. Now, with that being said, um, I've been on this kick. I got a, a special guest uh, from North Carolina that's going to be joining me. Speaking of North Carolina, before I bring him on, <clears throat> one of the things that I'm excited about partnershiping with St. Augs College out of uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, um, and also Shaw University out of Raleigh, North Carolina. These are colleges, and that's where I started back in 2009 and 10, and that's where I got my sponsorship through St. Augs College. We was on the radio down there on the college station, and before we went to Internet, that's where we were doing our show from. Then we went to Internet and college, but uh, through the times, we kind of got away from the college radio scene. But coming starting in March, I don't know the exact date, but every time we're on, we will be on at St. Ogg's College and at uh, Shaw University as well. So that's a big step for us that every time that we're broadcasting, well, not every time, but most time our show come on, if there's a slot available, they're going to tag us in there and, and let the show be heard. So if you're part of Chaos and you got a show on maybe Wednesday or Thursday night, you may be going live right into the colleges. So... Um, I'm going to challenge everyone that uh, on here that's teaching and preaching or whatever you're doing, be ready because the platform is going to get bigger, it's going to get broader, and we you got to know what you're doing and how to minister. Um, and, and that's pretty much all i got to say about that. But I have uh, Pastor Eric Smith uh, out of North Carolina. I can't say exactly the city and I'm going to have him come on and we're going to talk about some things that's going on in the church today. Hopefully you, you'll be encouraged by this word and, um, and, and by what we're talking about that you can get something out of it. Um, are you there pastor? Okay. Give me a minute. Um, He'll be on in a few seconds. But before we move, let me move on and say a little bit this, and hopefully in a few minutes, I don't know what's going on, but it seems like his call is stuck is what I'm being told. So give me a minute, and, and when he comes on, I'll let you know. Uh, but a lot of things that we've been talking about since the beginning of the year, this gospel, that gospel, my uh, pastor has been talking about that, and um being lost in your house, and um, I, I just want to say this quick confession to I get my pastor on, uh, Pastor Eric on out of North Carolina. Uh, I'm I'm going to be teaching and preaching a lot about this and that gospel, and the true gospel. There ain't but one true gospel, but we as believers made up our own gospel, and we call it that gospel because we want it to fit our lifestyle. Even though it's not what God intended, we kind of make the scriptures fit so we can live and, and just sin and do what we want to do. And that's that's not what the gospel is all about. And if you're not being uh, challenged or chastised in the word of God, then, you know, I'm questioning what gospel are you really following because we ought to die daily. There ought to be some struggles. There ought to be some troubles if we're following the true gospel uh, for a lot of people to say that uh, uh, that if you live a perfect life, if you give money and you do this and you do that, everything is going to be fine. Well, that's not the true gospel. We're going to have some troubled days ahead of us. And if we don't have the word of God in us, it's not a gimmick, it's not a game. But if Jesus had to struggle, we're going to have to struggle. And, and that's that's part of what we want to talk about and what I'm going to be talking about when I come back. Hold on a second. I'm trying to get my man on. Pastor Eric, if you can hear me, hang up and just call back in. Hang up and call back in because we're going to talk about the present-day church. 
uh, me and him and and um, <clears throat> so with that being said, I'm trying to get get him on. I don't. I his time is very valuable, so I want to make sure I get as much time with him as possible. I didn't think this was going to happen, but we're going to be good. You know, the devil is a lie. You know, every time we try to do something positive, he always want to stick his head up in it and mess things up. But that's going to, it's going to be all right today because we're going to bind that up. So before we even get started, I want to open up with prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you, Father God. We just ask that you just be with us today, Father God, as we get ready to discuss your word, Father God. Father God, give the listeners the ear to hear it. And, Father God, we just ask that you lead us the way you would want us to be led. Father God, I ask that you continue to bless us, Father God. I ask that you continue to have your way with us, Father God. Father God, if there's anything in me that is not like you want it, Father God, I ask you to remove it right now. Father God, if there's anything that I've done, Father God, I ask for your forgiveness for it right now, Father God. Father God, I ask that you just make me strong in the word, Father God. And Father God, we just ask these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, um, again, like I said, because we're doing such changes, the devil always wants to come in and, and, and try to mess up, try to mess up something. But we're not going to let him have his way on today. And, um, uh, Pastor, just hold on a second. We're going to get you in here in about two in about two minutes. It may not even be that long, uh, but we're definitely going to get you in here. Let's ask you all to uh, continue to pray for me, pray for my wife, pray for our family as we are getting ready to um, hit the road, do a lot of traveling. And um, I just ask that you just continue to be with us. All right, here we go. Here we go. Got him now. Are you there, Pastor? Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you fine now. Can hear you fine. We had to switch the board out. Something happened to my board, but just in case something happened like that, we got another one on standby, so we're good. Pastor, I hope I'm saying the name Eric Smith. Am I correct? Eric, correct, correct. All right, out of North Carolina. And what's the name of your church? Uh, the name of my church is called Full Potential Christian Fellowship Church. I know it's a long name, but Full Potential Christian Fellowship Church, um, we started maybe a year ago, uh, December um, 5th, I believe, uh, and we started it then. Um, we are located in Shalote, North Carolina, between uh, Shalote is located between Wilmington and Sunset Beach in North Carolina. Amen. All right. All right. So let me just tell the people how I met you. Um, we, we met him and his lovely wife at a marriage retreat back in July, if I'm not mistaken, the date time, July. And um, it was a blessing, him and his wife. We had a great time in South Carolina, and um, we learned a lot. And him and his wife prayed for me and my wife, and well, I'm internally grateful for it. And just it's good to have support. Um, and, and we've learned so much um, from everybody in the group. But he stuck out with me just the way he is with his wife. You can tell he loves his wife. Um, and and I just wanted to have him on my show. I wish I could have had him sooner, but this won't be his last time. And just for all those that know that um, in the first weekend in March, we're going to take our ministry down there to, to his church and minister down there on that first Amen. Sunday in March. And and I'm I'm looking forward to it and, and I just ask that y'all keep praying for us and praying for him. Um being a new pastor and everything and, and you know 
it, it, it got to be hard, especially with the pandemic and everything kicking in. It's sort of what we're going to be talking about today. But before we get to talking about us, Doc, I want you to tell them a little bit about yourself, about your wife, and, and a little bit about your ministry. And also, I didn't tell them, I didn't talk to you about this, but also tell them what you do for a living. Okay, I'm glad to do so. Um, I am I'm very blessed. When he, when he talks about my wife, uh, my wife is, is is my rib. She's that person. She is a disabled veteran, um, but we work very well together in the ministry. Um, and so as having her, you know, as my right hand, she's the one that keeps pushing. She's the co-pastor um, there at Full Potential uh, Christian Fellowship Church here in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and we've been together for a while. We have nine children. Um, we have uh, actually nine grandchildren, uh, and so and we are a blended family. And God is continuing to bless us. And so, with full potential, full potential was was actually um, God gave me that full potential. I was in graduate school here in Myrtle Beach um, about 2008. Um, I was there, and I was writing out a business plan. Um, for a business that I that I was wanted to do, uh, in the process of writing the business plan, God gave me a vision of how to start Full Potential. And so when I started Full Potential Christian Fellowship Church, you know, it was some years later before we, you know, it actually when I planted the church, uh, my wife and I, um, and it was in the middle of the pandemic. And so I was asking God, I said, God, people don't even want to go to church. Why do you want me to start? a ministry in the middle of a pandemic where people weren't even going to church. And, and it was, it was crucial for me to do it as in person. Um, And so we started that and I'm going to talk some more about it a little bit, but what our biggest thing was is to go out and to help people. Um, I'm actually, I actually live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and the church that I, I am fortunate to pastor is in North Carolina, there in Shalot. Um, and but being in Myrtle Beach, my heart went out to a lot of people, such as people that are homeless. You would think that when you go to a tourist area, you won't see very many homeless people, um, but you do. And so my heart went out to that. And so the ministry was more about. Uh, missionary work, just working, just being local, just doing as much as we could and full potential, as we all know, that we all have potential, but we can do better. And until we reach our fullest potential, we each one has to keep helping each one to reach their fullest potential. And that's how God started to show me about the church. We were trying to help everybody reach their fullest potential. And so we are a small group. And I won't, I won't, I won't tell you that it's not difficult to plant a church. It is very difficult to plant a church, but God is with us. And so I, again, I am so grateful to meeting um, Elder Derek, um, and, and I remember his name like Eric and Derek. So it was like partnership already. So uh, I am Amen. so grateful, thankful uh, for this man of God. Man, we're uh, thankful and for you. What I do, you you asked me to tell what I do. Yes, I'm actually yes. you, you, go ahead, Doc. I'm sorry. I'm actually a licensed therapist, um, and so I do that, and I work with children. I'm a clinical therapist in a behavioral mental health hospital. Um, I've been doing that for quite some time, and I basically deal with children who are from the ages of six years old to eighteen. And I deal with a lot of suicide, a lot of self-harm, where children as young as six years old who are trying to commit suicide. I deal with children that are transgender, um, who are having identity crisis. So the list goes on and on and on. And that's why I solicit your prayers and I solicit your, your, your help. Amen. I'm sorry, brother. Go ahead. No, no, you're good, Doc. You're good because this is – it's, it's going to be a big help because we have a lot of people listening from all over, and <clears throat> I wanted you to tell them how you are a therapist, a license. Uh, you went to school for this type of stuff because uh, the church, and I, and I know our pastor was preaching about this, you know, a lot of people need, especially in the church, need 
therapy mm-hmm. from a professional. You know, um, so it's just important that that we put you out there, um, and and you know, so the Lord can use you because you never know who may reach out to you that may be needing help. Um, that people that I can't help, I can't reach. I didn't go to school for that, and I know we have the Holy Spirit, but it's also good to have people who went to school to learn it and then use it um, to elevate their ministry. Um, so it, it's it's very good to, to to put you out there. That's why I wanted you on the show so people can understand that you know not only are you a pastor, but you also in a sense is a doctor. Right, a real right. doctor, a licensed doctor that went to school for it. And and that's that's different than talking to just, you know, a lot of people say, well, I want to talk to the pastor. Well, now you got a pastor that knows the word of God but also knows how to deal with people who have um, different type of behavior issues and you know how to deal with it better than so, someone like me. Because, you know, I can just, we're going to pray about it, and that's it. And sometimes you got to go beyond that and it's just good to know um, <clears throat> that there's ministers or pastors and preachers that are doing the type of work that you're doing and the fact that you have started your church and, and you're a year old I guess what I wanted to talk to you about is the difficulties of just the church the way it used to be back in the day when we knew it before COVID compared to how it is now and the struggles that we have getting people to come to church Right, right. So since uh, you're I, in the, you're like in the middle of that right now. Right. I want to go back into something that you said. Um, um, one of the things is I appreciate what you were saying. Um, my passion is uh, ministry, but I, my passion is also dealing with mental health. Uh, one of the things you said about um, one, one of the big things is that for so long I used to hear people say, you know, all I need is prayer. You know, just pray for me, Pastor. Um, and when I first started pastoring a church, my bishop sent me out, and I was 23 years old. And so when he sent me out, um, I knew nothing about pastoring a church. He sent me to a church that was all run down, and, um, but people were coming. Uh, when I first went there, um, there were maybe 10 people that was in that church, and people um, had mental health issues. There were some that had mental health issues, and I didn't know what to do, and the first thing I said was, like, too much like you said, Elder, is um, I'll pray for you. Um, and I started to see generations, uh, generational curse. I started seeing people with disorders, um, uh, mental health disorders, where people were bipolar and people who had schizophrenia. But they were, they were assembling themselves, as the Bible says in Hebrews 10 and 25, fail not to assemble yourself together. They were assembling themselves together, but they were a bunch of broken and hurt people um, that who came out to assemble themselves. So, you know, from back in 1996 where I saw a big crowd of people, you know, coming together on church, you know, every Sunday they were ready, uh, every uh, Wednesday night they were ready, every Friday night they were in church. But, again, they were broken people. So fast forward to um, the pandemic time, um, where we are now, where you are not seeing people in person, uh, and, and it's a lack of in-person um, church now. You know, I always say, and I tell a lot of people, we are in competition between um, a, a bagel and a cup of coffee and a sofa and a television. You know, uh, a lot of people want to be entertained. Um, And when we were in-person church, one of the things I found was while we were in-person church, we as leaders should have been doing more discipleship, you know, getting them out and trying to make sure that they understand the gospel and when they understand the gospel, that they'll go out and compel dying men, women, boys, and girls to come in. But what happened was it became more of a social bond uh, within the church. You know, um, when we were in person, um, we were interacting with each other, and it became more social than um, getting out 
teaching and the disciples, you know what I'm saying? We wanted to put on the building fund. We wanted to put on the fish fry. We wanted to put on getting all of those things. It was entertaining. And so when the pandemic came, what happened with the pandemic, it shook us like Samson. And we realized that we didn't have no strength. Then some of us started to feel like, you know, I don't have to go back to the church. We started seeing a lot of negative things that, that's in the church, and then they fell away. So one of the things I do say, a lot of the people that start coming back to the church in person, you're not going to see them come back into the church. So what you're going to find is the people that who have never been brought up in the church, who never know anything about the church, that are going to start coming into the church and ready to work for God. Do you, do you follow what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Oh, I, I so follow you, Doc. You like me preaching. Go ahead, Doc. I don't know. Go ahead. Keep on going. <laughs> so that's the that's one of the biggest things. You know, the the, the, the decline in the church, in the in-person service, um, it, 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 it has a potential, um, you know, to negatively affect the family stability. See, hmm. a lot of people think, they don't, they don't think that far. So what happened is when you stop going to church as a family, do, do you, you see what I'm saying? Where When I grew up, my grandfather would come in with his stepson, and my grandmother would come in looking nice. And so, of course, you know, when I came to visit my grandparents, they would say, okay, you're getting ready. They call me champ. So, champ, you're getting ready to go to church with us today. So we were all dressed, and we went in, and it was building stability for the family. So when I came up, and I don't mean to preach, brother, but when I came up, it was like it, 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 it started something within me. I knew what it was to serve God. I knew what it looked like to be in person and to go and to be a representative of Christ. But now because of the pandemic, it's people now who don't go to church, who said, you know, I'll catch it on television, and you can watch it, and you ask what was the service about. And, yes, you got a, a person that just did a service on television, you know, and I'm not knocking that. But what I am saying is about the family stability. It's deeper than what you see. It's deeper than what the eyes see. Because now if you don't go to church, and first thing I hear people say is that I caught it on television. But what happened about the children, you know, coming together and assembling themselves, as Hebrew 10 and 25 says, fail not to assemble yourself together. You know, when that happened, it's, it's a lot to that scripture. You see what I'm saying? Because now it's showing me that my little grandson, my little granddaughter, my son, you know, my young son, when they see us going to church, it builds something. When they see a person, it builds something. And I don't think very many people touch on that subject, but that's something that God had gave me. He gave me an inside story. Then this is what it's building. It's, it's bigger than people just going to church for a couple of hours. It's bigger. Yeah, you can go and see it on Sunday. And, yes, you can use it for an excuse and say, well, you know, it's the pandemic. You shouldn't go because of health reasons, but you can go to any football game. I'm a football player. I used to play football, you know, football, uh, do football. And I see all those things, church folks that's going to the game. You see what I'm saying? But they won't assemble themselves together in person. Hey man, you you said like you you man, you didn't hit it on the hit it on the um that that's the gospel right there. You know, now that yeah. we make it comfortable for people and there's no more sacrifice. And and right. you know, before back then we had to sacrifice to go to church. You you had to get dressed to go to church. There was a time, there was a place and you went but right now there's no sacrifice because it's convenient for everybody. If they don't get up and go on Sunday morning they watch it online or they Facebook you watch it. it. And, and and that to me takes out the element of and, and I'm probably wrong, but then again, I don't feel like I'm wrong when I say this, but if you're not there amongst the saints of God, how can you feel the spirit, the presence of God? Because everybody don't have the presence of God in their house. That's right. I'm just saying everybody well, got the presence one, of God in the their house. One of the things I do find in the house, in the home, is that there is distraction. Yeah, there's distraction in the church too, but, you know, when you go in person. But when you assemble yourself together in the home, you break up, you know, some things because people don't realize this is spiritual warfare. 
So what you have to do is get out of your comfort zone. And once you get out of your comfort zone, just basically what you just said, and you go out and say, I'm going to make a sacrifice, I'm getting up, I'm going to church, I'm going to enjoy myself, and I'm going to be in the presence of God and the rest of the believers of God, there's a difference. I don't care what no one says. They can say that I'm old folky, uh, whatever they want to call me, but that's just my belief. I believe, I believe strongly in Hebrews 10 and 25. And 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 then until you know, I, I guess it's just something that I believe, bro. Um, and 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 like I said, I think God has given me a little more insight on the reason why we shouldn't fail to assemble ourselves together. I mean, I, I I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you why we should. And like you said, I know a lot of. I, I, See, I, I get on here, and I, I just like to tell the truth sometimes, but i got to be careful because <clears throat> I start calling names out. But a lot of people right, right. go to church, and like you said, they don't. They go to football games, they can go to Walmart, and they can go to work. But then when it comes yeah. time to go to church, I, I don't want to be that close to folks. They have a reason right. and an excuse to watch it at home. And like you said, there's a lot of distractions at home. And what a lot of people don't know, and you, you, you hit it on the head, it is spiritual warfare. And the devil knows the word, too. So, you know, just because you, you say, you know, God is everywhere I am and all I got to do is, that's all fine and true. But you, at some point, we got to follow the scriptures. And the scriptures is, um, the scriptures tell us we ought to assemble together. And and that's, right. that's the word. You can't, you can't run and hide from that. But you have a lot of people making sacri- making it easy. And it's not easy. This gospel is not an easy thing. And and, and right. we, we try to make it to be easy. And then people want to say if you give a certain amount of money and you turn yourself around three times, you always be blessed. That's not the gospel. You're going to have some right. trouble days. That's why we got to assemble ourselves together. It's just like tonight, Doc. I'm having you on my show for the fact that people can hear something that they haven't heard before. Now, we may be preaching the same message but coming from you is a little different. And and if they don't assemble and come together where well, we can shake hands and, and hug, you might be missing out on a blessing. Right. That's why I can't wait to sit right. down there and fellowship with you because you may have something for me. That's right. And I don't want to talk right. about something financial. I'm just talking about a word, something that I can use, right. that I can grow. My family can grow. You know, my grandkids can grow. Um, that, that's why it's important to, to, to assemble ourselves because we're all going to the same place. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and you know, if we're all together, we can get something together. But if we right. all spread out and, and I don't know what you're doing and you don't know what I'm doing and, and you know, we may be going in different directions, and it may not be the direction God wants us to go. That is so true. And one of the things that God popped in my spirit was it's just like with me. I, I try to get up in the morning, and, I, and I, go, I go to the gym, and I used to say, I'm going to the gym to work out. I stopped saying I'm going to the gym and work out. I started saying I'm going to the gym to train. Um, and so by going to the gym to train, it is to help get my body in condition because I am a father and a husband. So I need to be able at any time to protect my children uh, and my wife. And as you said before, my wife is a high priority on my list. I love her. And so what happened is is that I have to be in train. I have to train myself. I may have a 54-year-old body, but I guarantee you I, I, I got the strength of probably a, of, of a 30-year-old man. So you know what I'm saying? So because it comes from training, it, 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 it comes from the training. But it's the same thing with the church. You got to assemble yourself together and start training. You got to look. When I go to church, it's more than just worship and praise. I'm going to be trained to be a disciple of the Lord, you know, and I'm seeing other men that come in. It's just like when we were together in the marriage thing, we, what happened was we had a bond. It, it, it hit us. You know, and everybody that was in that room that day, it was like the, the, the like like the Holy Spirit just sat there in the room, and we became a common bond. And we didn't break that bond. We may we may not talk every day, but we 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 something happened. And what it is, now we're still praying, you know, and for the Lord. And that's what it is. We can't stop training. You got people like these police officers that just just killed this young boy. That you know that we as 
as ministers, not only ministers, but as Christians, we got to get out and show the word. And when I looked at the, and I'm not trying to go, you know, sidetrack, but when I looked at the when I looked at the television, it was in a community. And I guarantee you that in that community, there was probably some Christians that was there. And I guarantee you as Christians, when we are strong enough and our light show enough, people are not going to be able to do everything inside of that area. But we still got to go back to the training ground. And the training ground is in the church. We got to go back in person and get together and be able to let us know that our testimony is what help us to overcome. And the that's how we get over. It's by our testimony, by assembling ourselves together. And right now, I have people, when I come to church, I started church, this church, and we were going every Sunday, man. Every Sunday, my wife and I was going, and we were church about an hour away from us. But then people just stopped wanting to go to church. So we started, the Spirit of the Lord had already told me, you do the service on first and third Sundays. And and it was just growing. You know, I was trying to grow the church, and I was also working a full-time job, and I was enrolled to go to Liberty, you know, University um, to work on my doctorate. So what happened was I was doing so much, and so the Lord had me kind of pace myself and build up. But just like that, people didn't even want to go to church first and third Sunday. So then I started noticing people going to church one time a Sunday. It was the dedication wasn't there. You see what I'm saying? The dedication, because they had gotten so complacent without even going to church, now that they don't even want to go to the training ground, and I call the training ground is the church, the body of, of the church. So that's, that's, that's what happened, and it's sad. And now we're starting to see our children who are saying, give them different pronouns to call them. You, you see what I'm saying? So it's, it's a lot. It's broad. It's broad. And I, and I think a lot of that comes from the church. Wow, you 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 didn't say it, Doc. I don't, you know, um, and it is hard because you know I'm old school, and and you know I grew up in the church, being in church. You know, uh, even if you're sick, you go to church. But now, if you're sick, they tell you to stay home, and yeah. um, which I mean, you should because you know we want to be healthy, we want to be smart, but at the same time, it's like church is 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 getting weaker and weaker and the devil's army is getting stronger and stronger where you can go to church and you can be whatever you want to be and you can do it inside the sanctuary and it's okay. Well, no one say nothing to you about it. You can hit and miss church. You be there one Sunday, then you ain't there for three, four, four weeks and don't no one call and check on you because, oh, I caught you online. But where's the fellowship? Where's the love? Where's the compassion? Where is the and, and where's the sacrifice? For me, me personally, sacrifice. Are you gonna make a sacrifice to come out and serve the Lord? And and um, I love the scripture you use to assemble yourself. Among, you know that's what we're supposed to do. But right now it's so wishy washy. You don't know whether you're coming or whether you're going. It's and right. it's okay to miss church. It's okay. Right. Um, if you don't go to church for, for four or five months and, and, and then you can walk in there and everyone is supposed to just uh, fall in love with you, but you ain't, you, you ain't been in training. We don't know what, right. what's in you right now. And, and how can we fellowship right. with you? I don't know what's in you. You don't know what's in me because we ain't trained together. And it's like, right. okay, you training for football and I'm training for baseball. Well, first of all, we're going to have two different uniforms, but we train, but but it's not the same thing. And just because you say you love God, my question is, what God are you talking about? Because there ain't but one Lord, one Savior, one Christ. But these other people got these other gods. They're praying to the moons, the stars. So I don't know what they're talking about. So I don't know what they're listening to. And I know on my social media, you get some And that's the part. and elder, that's a part of training because you got so many people who my wife and I talk about it all the time. You got so many people who say, "Oh, I pray to God. I'm, you know, God this," and and I got young young grandchildren. Oh, I believe in God. And then you answer them what God they believe in. And, well, I, I believe in Muhammad and all of this. And 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 I'm sitting here like, okay, okay. So you have to break it down because one, they haven't been in the training. They haven't been. You, oh, they caught a sermon on television. 
but they haven't been in person and been in training. When I grew up, I was in the Sunshine Band. I was in, in, the, in the YWC, you know. I was in the, all of these different right. programs, the YPI, Young People Institute. I was in all of those things because I was my grandmother and my mother were shaping me to be a Christian, you know, and, and it, 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 when that happens, it does something for the next generation. You know, they poured in me. And I look at now, sometimes I say, God, am I guilty where I'm so, you know, I'm so working all the time and I'm not able to pour that into my, my children. There were Bible scriptures that I knew, you know, and now people start saying, you ain't got to make that child learn all this stuff. But then I knew the Bible scripture. I knew songs and Proverbs and all of this kind of stuff. I knew that. But now, you, you, you know, we, we, we are, are behind. We're behind with our children. So, and, and, yeah. and one of the things I would say, Elder, is it is a lack of in-person interaction. The lack of in-person inaction has weakened the social bond within the church. And there is a social bond within the church. When you go there, you know Sister Smith. You, you know Sister Jones. You know Sister or Brother uh uh, Edwards, you know, and it was like, okay, now that is a village, that is a community, that's that bond that strengthens. You see what I'm saying? And now we we don't have it because for the last two or three years we've been inside our church, we've been inside of our home. Our home is our church, and we don't have that social bond anymore, and it it really weakens us. Yeah, yeah, it it, it has, and you know, I don't I don't want to make it seem like, you know, because social media, it has its good points. And um, it has its good points. And when I say good points is I know if I can't make my church service, I know I can go online and I can catch it. I can get the word. But I'm seasoned. There's people that's not seasoned that needs to be trained. I grew up, like you were saying, Doc, I grew up in the church. I, you know, Bible study, Sunday school, youth meeting, um, um, choir rehearsal. You know, all these different things I was a part of, and it it it, it poured like you said, it pours into you, and that's what's missing in the church today, because we only see each other whenever, and it's like wow. And and I'm gonna take it a step further, because I know a lot of ministers, a lot of elders who have a hard time now being committed and coming to church. I ain't talking about yeah. the everyday saints of God. I'm talking about leadership, leaders. Yeah. You yeah. know, they, they yeah. make, and, and, and I, you know, people get mad at me cause I, I tell the, you know, I try to tell the truth and, and then they, you know, get mad. Well, they have reasons why they don't. And see, the thing about the reasons, you know, we can give reasons this, that, and the other all day. And some of them may be good, but we're not pouring. If we're not getting poured into how who we pour, who are we pouring into is what I want to say. If you ain't never in church, who are you pouring into? And where are you getting what you, the information you're getting or whatever the Lord is telling you to do, where are you getting it from? Where is it coming from? Because we can make an excuse in a minute why we can't come to church. And I've seen it in my own, you know, I, 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 see, I see it in my family. Don't no one want to go to church. There's no such thing as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. There's a few. That's why I love the church I go to now, because when my pastor comes, his whole family comes. That's right. The whole but, family but Elder, comes. What, what has happened is there has been a culture shift to a secular age. And, and and when I say that, a lot of people look at me like, what? So it is a cultural shift to a secular age where it was one time back in the day when all the family would come to church. Now it's okay. Well, you stay to the house. I'm just going to go to church. And no, not in my mother's house. It wouldn't be because there were times right, when I couldn't right. find shoes. I'm going, I'm going to church with no shoes, even after I hid it because I didn't want to go to church. My mother, who was a single mom, um, would say, okay, well, you're going without any shoes on. And and she didn't play. She was only about five feet tall, and she didn't play. And But I would still go because, as I said, there is a culture shift because when we, 
that's all we had was Christ. That's all we had was our faith. And so we were strong in the faith. And now it, 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 in certain things, when I grew up, you know, I couldn't even play cards in the house. I didn't know anything about playing. When I got to college, I didn't know how to play um, spades. And, and my wife laughed at me now. She said, you went to an HBCU and you don't know how to play spades. I don't know how to play spades. I didn't know how to dance, you know. So so it was it was then um, because I came up in this, in this culture where it was very, very strict and religious and we, we, we worship God. Um, but now I say there's a culture shift to a secular age. Now everybody does what they basically want to do, and it's okay. And that's the problem. And, and that's where the mental health breakdown is. And, and people were talking about mental health, but let's go back and research why the mental health issue is getting so bad. And that's something that, that people need to really talk about and find out, you know, you're talking about mental health, and I see all the commercials, and I love it, I understand, and I'm glad people are, are recognizing mental health and mental illness is a, is, is a thing. But let's see what happens. Let's see how it ties back to the church. Right, you know, I'm, uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna say about a year. I, I don't know how long ago, but I know our, our pastor was talking about mental health, and I never thought about it in the church. And then, you know, I had uh, met you at the marriage retreat, and you, you're, you're um, a count, uh, a therapist, a licensed therapist. Right. Um, and and where'd you get your degree from again? The only reason I'm I got my degree. Webster University, I got my undergraduate degree from Elizabeth City State University, and then I got uh, my, my, um, my master's um, from Webster University, and then my theology I got from um, North Carolina Theology Seminary. And right now I'm just trying to go ahead and get my Ph.D. from Liberty. That's basically how it's been going for me, brother. Right. No, but it, I, it's just very important that I did let people know. I know I said it once before, but you are a licensed therapist. There right. is a pastor, yeah. and you say you deal with with. And the only reason I'm saying it because I'm I'm trying to go somewhere. Did you deal with uh, mental health kids from six to eighteen? You say I deal with I deal with adolescents and children from the age of six to eighteen. Uh, one, and let me let me tell the story right quick, and I, and I know we got to go. But you know, it, it, I, one of the first thing that got me when I started working with children uh, at a mental health hospital, I had a little boy that came in. Um, he tried to hang himself. Um, the mom, and it, and it was a nuclear family. It had the mother, the father, the little boy, and his sister. So the little boy was upset because um, there were some things that were going on in the family, um, and he went out and he told his sister, said, look, um, I'm going to show you a trick. It was his older sister. She was probably about eight. I'm going to show you a trick. So he, he took a rope, tied it around a branch, um, made a noose, uh, put it around his neck, um, and tried to hang himself. Um, the little girl ran back into the house telling her mother and father that he was trying to hang himself. Um, and um, fortunately, the, the, the branch broke. Uh, when I got a chance to talk to that six-year-old, he was telling me that he had so much stress and so much pressure. Um, and he was basically letting me know there was a time that they used to do things together but then all of a sudden um, nothing was being done together and he was stressed. And I, I said, how can you, you know, you ask the question, how can you be stressed at six, uh, six years old? But what happened was they were going to church. That's why I said when you search back, they were going to church. They stopped going to church. They stopped doing anything together as a family. And it, it caused a lot of stress on this little boy and to the point where he just wanted to die. And so not only did he want to die, he tried to kill himself. And so that those those are spirits. Those are things that when we start to break away from God and not assemble ourselves, and we start bringing all the secular things back into our homes and all these different spirits because it's a spirit. And then we start to say, "Well, I'm I'm going to stay home." Don't you know a lot of those spirits stay stay in our house too? And then we're wondering why we're so comfortable at home and never want to go because then that's a spirit of depression. And so when you get a spirit of depression. You don't want to go nowhere. You, you're so stressed out, you don't want to go to church. You're comfortable in, in a bedroom and, 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 and just watching television. And, again, as, 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 
as the elder said, I'm not knocking um, social media. I'm not knocking anything on, on the television. But I am saying I go back to the scriptures in Hebrew 10 and 25 where it basically says, fail not to assemble yourself together. Why you shouldn't assemble, Why should you not fail to assemble yourself together? Because you don't know what you just picked up and brought into your house. You don't know what spirit is there. You may need to go to the church where somebody or the pastor lay hands on you and anoint you or pray over if you don't believe in laying hands, but pray over you. And you come back and you be wondering, you're like, what is that smell in my house? What is that, what is that feeling in my house? Then because you got away from that depressed spirit because those are spirits. But, bro, I, I'm not even trying to go too far into that. But the thing about it is it's real, and people have to understand what's going on. What's going on? Why Why do I feel this way? Why I, Why am I more comfortable just being at home? And we could say it's COVID, the pandemic. We could say all of that, I'm safe at home. But you know the truth. You you, you know the truth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> man, you, you didn't say enough for me tonight, man. And um, I'm definitely, definitely uh, going to get you down here um, when I do my uh, – Chaos revival. I'm definitely going to have you as a speaker because um, when I saw you in person, you know you was real laid back. And then when you prayed for us, I told my wife, "This is, he he got something." And now I'm hearing you now. You know, yeah, I, I definitely got to have you. But it's also important, and I just want my listener to understand that there are men of God that have the license to help with mental health. Because, you know, back in the church, if you went to see a doctor or a psychiatrist back then, you know, that wasn't heard of. You really was crazy if you had to go see a doctor, but um, they're there for reasons, and, and we need them. And, and not just for spiritual purposes, but for other purposes to help you get on the right spiritual road. So I commend everything that you do, Doc. I, I really do. It's a blessing that um, we met you. It's a blessing that um, I'm fortunate that I, I get to come to North Carolina. Um, yeah, I'm brother, looking we're forward ready, to coming to North Carolina. Um, that yeah, first ready. weekend in March. Um, so we, we're definitely looking forward to it, yes. Um, and you're right by the beach as well, so that's good for my wife. Um, so yeah. I'm 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 – Definitely excited, and then we're definitely going to have you down here um, soon. And when I say right. soon, soon, we've got a couple things going on, and, and uh, we're definitely going to have you down here. Um, but it's a blessing. Now I know that if I need some I, – I, I, and, and I say this, and I'm going to get ready to go because I, I see a counselor. Mm-hmm. I see a counselor twice a week on Mondays and on Fridays. And since I've been doing it, it's been a blessing. You, when you see counselors, and I, and I said it to your audience, when you see counselors, and yeah, you can have plenty of friends, but the thing about a friend or, or if they got a spouse, they sometimes talk to their spouse, you know, about your situation. Uh, when you have a therapist or licensed therapist or a person who's not basically licensed, only they have a master's degree and they have, you know, as a counselor, when you go to them, they're bound by law. They can't share your information. And if they do right. share your information, you basically can sue them. And so that is something that you when you go there, confidentiality is important. So you go and you talk to them, and you ain't got to worry about hearing it later. I don't care, you know, yeah, you might have a best friend, but that best friend is not like that counselor. But I always said that I need a therapist and Jesus, you know, and, and I really mean I, I have a therapist, and she keep me to the point where she say, hey, you're working too much, or, hey, you do it, you got to stay balanced. And, and so that's the other part of the picture is that when we're not balanced. And so it's so much, bro. I enjoy your radio station, your radio show, man, and I pray success on it because, brother, I see great blessings upon it. And, you know, and so I, I, I we need more of this. We, do, we definitely need more of this. And one of the things is that I like you um, because you're not watering down the gospel. You know, and that's what's happening to so many um, now why people don't come to church sometimes, too, is because they're starting to find that the, how people are watering down the gospel. They want the truth. They want everything to be truth-based, you know, and don't water it down. Just give it to me raw, you know, and right. that's it. Right, right. You know, and, and, and it's, like I said, it's a blessing. Um, it's a blessing because we – it's just good to know. It, it's good, you know, you – 
you don't know too many. I don't know too many brothers that are therapists, licensed therapists. Right. They got degrees on their wall. You know, they may have got mm-hmm. some from some type of church thing that makes them think they're a therapist, but that's not real. And that's again, um, you definitely got to take care of your mental health, and you definitely got to. Because your, your pastor, all pastors, and I think our, our pastor said, he's not, he's not a mental health doctor. There's something mm-hmm. he can't help you with. Mm-hmm. And we can always say, yeah, pray about it, Jesus. We all know that. But sometimes you need to see somebody to talk to someone to get you in the right direction. Because some stuff I'm going to do. So many of our people, and I say our people, and I'm you know, African-American, and a lot of them, when we were trained that you don't go and talk to nobody. Whatever goes right. in my house stays in my house. And that's right. what, what some biggest thing, whatever go in my house, you you keep it in my house. You better not go out here talking about how you feel and you feeling this way or your family because we do an assessment and we find out, well, did, you, did, you, did your sister have something? Did your brother have something? How was your mama? And we can still talk about generational curse, but when you break it all down, there's some things that's just, you know, more than just a generational curse. There is some sickness that just came alone, and we have to find out. We have to do an assessment. Um, but a lot of people don't want to talk about their background. They don't want to talk about crazy Uncle Joe that's in the basement. You know what I'm saying? So, therefore, that's why it limits them to get that freedom. But once they get that power and that freedom and they go to a therapist and they're able to talk and they get the clarity and they start to get healed because you want a whole person, not a broken person. And that's what it is. It's a lot of broken people that's in the church. And there's people that I'll say like this. There's a lot of people that's in the church that were mad. Um, they got a whole bunch of masks on. They smile and everything, but they're broken on the inside. But that mask is showing you a, a different story, like everybody's happy. But they want somebody to talk to, but they don't know who to talk to. They don't know who to turn to. I'm usually, I'm usually talking either on the radio or doing some platform, you know, at least once a month. And I never thought that God was going to allow me to just do it. I was just going to be satisfied just being a pastor, you know, a founder of a church, a planner of the church, whatever, and I'm good, you know. But God said, no, I need you to get out in the community. You know, um, my wife and I started uh, a radio show, not a radio show, but we basically was going to try to go to the radio with it. But we started a little podcast type um, called Fight for Your Marriage, you know. And I'm hearing now that how people are just divorcing. You know, I had a guy that told me the other day, he said, man, I divorced after eight months. And he thought it was cute. He said, I just couldn't deal with it. But see, what my thing is, I do something on Facebook, and I say, fight for your marriage. Fight for your marriage. I know people get tired of me that follow me on Facebook, but that's what you have to do. You have to fight for this thing instead of giving it up so quick, you know. So anyway, bro, we done went from the church to marriage to mental health all over the place, so. No, we good though, Doc. I, I know that I know the people and listeners got a lot of um, information and excited. And you know, um, again, uh, I probably should have had you on early, earlier in the year, but you know, things happen for a reason. So, so they got a chance to hear you. Um, actually, we're getting ready to do a, a, a total change with with my radio program over the next next few weeks. We're gonna shut everything down and we're gonna reboot it to be better. So when we come to um, North Carolina the first weekend in March, um, hopefully we'll be up and ready to run um, because I'm not going to hold back um, 2023. And I'm not going to be preaching two different guys. It's going to be one gospel, and that is the gospel. And if you're lost right. in your home, you will be able to be found. And I'm going to say this, Doc, right. and I'm going to get out of here. And, and, and this is for people who, who are going through some things, and I got this from my wife. Um. <clears throat> My mother would always tell me that I don't clean up. I just straighten up real good. And my wife can agree to that. My wife can agree to that. The other day, um, I, I cleaned up. I thought I did an excellent job cleaning up, Doc. I thought I did brilliant. And I had a smile, and my wife called me in the kitchen, and there was two. You couldn't barely see it. And I'm wondering, how did she see it? She didn't even have her glasses on, and she was telling me to get it. And I got attitude, but I didn't show I had attitude. You know, we men, we got to say mm-hmm. stuff in the back mm-hmm. of our head. Mm-hmm. We can't say nothing. But I, I say that to say this because I'm going spiritual now. A lot of times we or myself, we try to clean up stuff or straighten up stuff instead of cleaning it up. 
And when someone challenged you on cleaning it up, even though you thought it was cleaned up, we get an attitude with it and we want to run from it or we want to blame the person that saw it. Because now I'm calling my wife uppity this, the how she see that, and I, you know, I'm all over somewhere else. But at the same token, it wasn't about the physical, it was about the spiritual. And my wife knows what I'm talking about when I say spiritual, because sometimes we try to clean ourselves up spiritually, and instead of cleaning it up, we just straighten it up. And it looked good on the outside, but on the inside it's still dirty. And all I'm saying is sometimes the truth hurts. So when someone is mm-hmm. telling you you need to do something and you think you're doing it, evidently you're not. So I'm just saying that to say that some people need to really repent instead of saying I'm sorry. Because saying I'm sorry is just saying, oh, I got caught. But when you repent, you're not going to do it again. And when someone can show you that you got a little dirt somewhere, you ought not get an attitude about it. You ought to go ahead and go ahead and straighten it up and clean it up and not talk about that other person. All they're trying to do is help you. Keep your house clean. Because if Jesus is knocking on the door, you should be able to open it and let him in. And if you can't let him in, something's wrong. Something's wrong mm-hmm. if you can't let him in. And, and I'm just saying that. I heard my pastor say it yesterday during the service. He said, uh, if Jesus was to knock on the door, could you let him, would you even answer the door? And this is the yeah. same Jesus that died for all the sins that can heal you. But you want to hide right. it and cover it up and act like you got it all together. And the good thing is Jesus is knocking on your door knowing your house is dirty. So it's best to go ahead and let him in so you can go ahead and get it cleaned up. That's all I wanted to say, Doc. Doc, I appreciate you, man. Um, Bro, I, will Bro, definitely I love it. I love, love it, man. I love the show, and um, I, I hope to be back in your audience. Oh, you're I, I pray for you all. This, this has been and a beautiful thing here, here in uh, Myrtle Beach. So I thank you, man. Oh, I, I thank you. And one other quick, what's the name of your church again, just so the people know it? And can they can yeah, look you the up? Name of Full Potential Christian Fellowship uh, Ministry. Amen. Amen. And this man has nine, nine kids and nine grandkids. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, All right. All right. All right. All right. And they're doing a tremendous thing, him and his wife. And, um, I'm just glad to know you, Doc, and I'm just glad that uh, we're definitely going to be fellowshipping, and I'm going to get you down here in Atlanta sooner than you think. But um, all right, I just want to say there thank you, you. Thank, thank all the listeners, and um, I'm going to go ahead and, and get us out of here. We got Bible study tomorrow night at 7 p.m. right here, same phone number, same website. Um, come and join us for Bible study tomorrow night. At 7 p.m., Praise Tabernacle. Bishop Omar Zachary will be on, and we'll have a great teaching on tomorrow night. And until we meet again, don't forget, after this week, we're going to be down except for Sunday mornings. We'll, we'll set for Tuesdays and Sundays. We'll be on every Tuesday, every Sunday, our normal time, 7 p.m. and 9 a.m., uh, but everything else will be shut down. DNK will not be back <clears throat> until everything else is back. Um, I don't know how long that's going to be, but uh, when we get everything in order, we'll be back. But we'll be back for Bible study for all my praise, tabernacle family out there. Uh, this does not affect you right now. Uh, we will be on tomorrow and everything else. So if you don't go calling the pastor, all of us said he's shutting it down. That's not what I said. I said we're going to reboot ourselves and will be on for service on Tuesdays and on Sundays. So that don't have nothing to do with us shutting anything down. So don't make that excuse not to be in Bible study tomorrow. As convenient as Pastor Zachary made it for you to pick up a phone and call a number, be there. Well, Oliver said, well, no, that's not what we said. Because I know how y'all like to put stuff in there and make it seem like it's worse than what it really is. And it's really not a bad thing. So we will be on Bible study tomorrow 7 p.m. and on Sunday morning. And if uh, the Zachary family is on, on, on if he, whatever day he goes on, we will be on as well. Um, so so uh, that's another, whenever they're on, we'll be on. Um, so with that being said, hopefully you enjoy my, my new brother, my friend, Pastor Eric Smith. Um, and, again, he's a great guy. Follow him on Facebook, him and his wife. 
awesome people of God, and and um, they're real down to earth, and they are in the community trying to do and make a difference. So, and he is a real doctor, a black doctor, you know. So, so let's just keep that in mind too. Uh, we do have some pastors that are doing great things, um, <clears throat> doing great things in the community as well. With that being said, hopefully we'll run into everybody tomorrow night. Um, I'm going to pray us out, Father God. We just want to thank you. Thank you for the word that was uh, expressed tonight, Father God. I want to thank you for Pastor Eric and his family. Father God, continue to bless them. Father God, continue to give them the strength we and also, Father God, I ask you to restore him as well, Father God, him and his family, his kids, his grandkids, Father God. Bless their ministry, bless their church, Father God. Father God, we just ask that you continue to watch over each and every one of us that may have been listening. Watch over me and my family, Father God, my kids and grandkids, Father God. And, Father God, we ask these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Until next time. All right, All right God bless. Take care, brother. All right, God. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.